Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Crooked Illness. If you are new here, my name is Paris Brinkevich, and I am the creator and host of the Crooked Illness podcast, where we get into all things health-related. The primary focus of the podcast within the umbrella of health-related topics is mental health and mindset. I began Crooked Illness as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for starting Crooked Illness stems from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I decided to start Crooked Illness to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. I offer my perspective on the work I've done and how it inspired me to begin this podcast. Along with this perspective, I also speak about my personal experience with mental health and how I use those experiences to help educate, inspire, and motivate others. I really enjoy doing interviews and connecting with people who also love to discuss and learn more about mental health. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or to my email of crookedillness at gmail.com. Hello, guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Crooked Illness. I'm super excited to tell you guys a little bit about this episode before we dive right into it. So as you guys can see, clearly from the title, the episode is called What's Breaking Taboo All About? And you might have a few guesses about what this episode is going to be discussing. And if you were thinking it might be on stigma related to mental health, then you are correct. You are correct. You got that one right. This is what we're going to be getting into in this episode. And I also have a special guest joining me today, which is what the entire episode is based around and it's all and it's based around an organization a nonprofit organization that my guest created called Breaking Taboo which we're going to be getting into and describing the work that she has done with this organization why she decided to start it what kinds of things are available what what type of stuff is she is she done so far and what type of stuff is coming in the future. So I'm super excited to get into that with you guys in the episode today. And the reason why I really wanted to virtually sit down with my guest today and record this episode is because it is on a topic that I love, love, love diving into more than anything and anything else, mental health stigma and talking about how this has not only affected my life, but also my guest's life as well, which has resulted in her going out into the world and creating this nonprofit, which is something I think is so amazing and incredible and so, so needed. And I'm so excited to have her here to dive into this. And I also want wanted you guys to know as well, we are also going to be chatting a little bit about some powerful moments in the last conversation I have with my guest because what I do before I record all my episodes is I like to schedule a phone meeting with everybody to just dive deeper with them on what they want to focus on on the episodes, their story, their experiences, and just chat with them about mental health and mindset in general and get some more information on that. So we had a conversation and she said a lot of things that I wrote down and I want to get into more because I think they're so, so powerful to explore, especially when it comes to the relationship between mental health and, and mindset. So talking about, is there a relationship there? If so, what does it look like? 
and what what is the relationship between the two? How does mindset affect mental health? How does mental health affect your mindset? And what can we do to make that a better experience and make it easier to manage if one is hurting the other or if both are not in the best place? What do we do about that? So we'll also be diving into that along with the greatest lessons my guest has taken away so far in her work with her organization, Breaking Taboo. And she has been doing a really, really cool project. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what it is because the episode is coming up right after this, but you guys will get to hear about that special project she's been working on before starting Breaking Taboo and how it has been so transformational for the world of mental health and having more conversations on these topics and making it more normalized and less stigmatized. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy creating it. And I also hope you guys have a wonderful new year because I'm recording this on New Year's Eve right now and we're coming into 2021 after this day is over. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day or night. All right. Bye guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Crooked Illness. As you can see from the title of today's episode, What's Breaking Taboo All About? We are going to be diving into two meanings behind this. We are, of course, going to be getting into ways to break the taboo surrounding mental health, along with the nonprofit organization called Breaking Taboo, founded by today's guest. Joining me today is Serena Sun, the founder and director of Breaking Taboo, a nonprofit organization dedicated to mental health awareness and suicide prevention education. I'm so excited to have Serena here today to share her story and chat with me about this incredible organization the work done so far, and future plans to continue breaking the taboo. So without further ado, welcome Serena to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Paris. It's yes. so nice to be a part of this. I know, of course. I was so excited when I connected with you on Instagram. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And we're making this a reality. And we had a conversation prior to this that was so good. I was like, yes, we need to turn this into an episode. So I'm so excited to dive into your story today and breaking taboo and what what it's all about. So I would love if you could share your story with us about what inspired you to create your organization, Breaking Taboo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So what inspired me? Um, I have a background in psychology and film and, uh, I used to give seminars about suicide, um, prevention across uh, campuses, uh, high school, middle school, and, uh, college campuses across the LA County. So I was already very well-versed in the world of suicide prevention. Um, but uh, what really spawned it, I would say, is because I lost multiple friends to suicide. So um, the very last person um, to trigger, I guess, the uh, get the ball rolling on Breaking Taboo, um, unfortunately, that I lost was uh, a very good friend of mine that jumped from a three-story parking lot structure. And, um, you know, I was definitely dealing with survivor's guilt. I was depressed for a period of time myself after that. Um, and uh, I remember just one day I was sitting on my couch and I was just thinking, why does this keep happening? You know, um, 
because I remember every time I would give one of these seminars, students and teachers alike would always come up to me and just say, you know, uh, this student's going through this. Can you talk to the, can you talk to them? Our school just experienced a suicide, you know, last week or last month. And this is a huge issue for us. One of our teachers just died by suicide recently. We don't know what to do. Um, all these students need your help. They, they're all, you know, these teenagers are just lost. They don't, they're all going through things. They don't have anyone to talk to. And it was just overwhelmingly apparent that, there was a drastic need for this type of education. So I had already known that. And then to lose friends on top of that, you know, it just constantly reminded me of this need. So I remember after um, the loss of this friend, I was sitting on my couch one day and I was just thinking like, why does this keep happening? And I had a light bulb moment and I realized, you know, it's not necessarily that we don't know what to do about it. It's not necessarily that we don't, have education about mental health. I mean, I graduated with a degree in psychology. We obviously, there's a whole field to do with mental health, but it's just that there's such a taboo around this topic. People don't talk about it the way that they talk about physical health. You know, they don't walk around talking about their last um, therapist visit, like the way that they might talk about their last physical checkup, you know, for yes. whatever reason. Yes. So, so uh, the taboo is what prevents people from the access to the education and the ability to get help. And in, unfortunately, the cases of uh, my friends and, and people that we all have lost to suicide, um, I do believe that a big part of that is because a lot of them just didn't reach out for help, didn't know how to reach out for help, were ashamed of what they were going through, were ashamed of these things that I just call, you know, human feelings, you know, um, you know, whether it's clinical depression or not, it's like, we do feel sad, you know, it happens, but there's just such a shame and guilt and like a wrongness surrounding it that just, you know, creates this taboo and people get stuck in it. And then what happens is they spiral, they don't get help. And the worst case scenario is we lose lives because of it. So that's when I set out creating the documentary um, that we are yes, still working the on. <laughs> so cool. Cause I remember, you know, do, like looking into the work that you were doing and especially, you know, bringing up that point you just did right there about taboo and about, you know, of course, you know, there's education out there regarding mental health, but the, the taboo and the stigma surrounding that is what holds people back. Like you said, from feeling like they can talk about this or get help or discuss it. Because if you really do sit here and kind of compare different situations to physical health, right? Like talking about having a cold or, you know, having some kind of, you know, surgery that you're going to be getting soon with, you know, different body parts. It all, it seems so much easier to engage in that conversation, start that conversation than it is to say, Hey, you know, I was diagnosed with this, or I'm really struggling with these kind of feelings and I don't know what to do about it or how to communicate it or express it. And I think that's so awesome that you did the work you did before going in and speaking to schools and different things like that. And really, you know, getting the word out there about the taboo, because, you know, of course it's something you can't see and it's invisible, but the fact that it, it ultimately can lead to losing people, losing lives because of whatever it is that was, was holding that person in that place and keeping them there, I think is so mm -hmm. important and so incredible. Mm -hmm. And I also love the name too of 
the organization <laughs> Breaking Taboo because it's it's so simple, but it's so to the point and true of Thank you know you. <laughs> relating to yeah relating to a lot of the issues surrounding you know different struggles with mental health in general. So yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear more about the documentary. So tell us about um, <laughs> tell us about that. Well, the documentary is still being worked on. We've had to halt production um, because of COVID. So we were actually supposed to be wrapping it up during COVID, but um, you know, of course, then COVID happened. So uh, it's halted right now. However, we are still um, working on it. It still has to go through post. And um, the documentary actually came before the actual nonprofit. The nonprofit came as a result of the movement that the documentary created that kind of just like took a life on its own and we got such an overwhelming response that I realized, oh my gosh, in order to really make a difference in this, in order for this to really um, uh, create change in society, it, it has to be a actual nonprofit. So, um, so the documentary, our intention for it is for people to have access to this type of education and life-saving tools while learning how to open up conversations and break the taboo around mental health, whether it's their own health or the health of others around them through the comfort of their own homes. So we would like to make it available on streaming platforms so that this, again, the point is to make this education accessible to everyone, not just people that have access to therapy or people that are psychology majors. Um, and uh, we also intend to have this documentary shown um, to as many public school systems as possible, starting um, in the U.S. So we're already creating a lot of mental health programs and school systems, and this documentary is just going to be um, an additional part of that. So, yeah, so again, the intention is accessible mental health education. Um, and in the documentary, there are a ton of people that are involved, everyone from educators to, um, you know, uh, therapists to holistic healers, to people from the other side who uh, go through or have gone through mental health issues of their own, um, as well as people that have lost close ones to them. And uh, yeah, and you get to see mental health in a variety of different angles. Wow which is wow, kind that's of so cool. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And it kind of um, explains the way that I approach uh, everything that I do um, so around how to break this taboo is even on our website, you know, we share stories from both therapists and people who um, go through uh, mental health conditions of their own. Same thing with uh, the podcast that I host. It's the same thing. So it's, yeah, I, I believe that in order to break the taboo, you know, there's multiple angles to it. You can't just concentrate on like one aspect of it because it runs really deep. This yes. taboo and is I love, everywhere. I love the accessibility <laughs> piece you bring up of the documentary, you know, having that available to provide that education to people who aren't, who aren't so involved already with mental health and already, you know, that's what they do for a living and their work. And they're, all, they're already so surrounded by it, but just everyday people who might want to learn more. Maybe they want to learn more about just mental health in general. What is, what do these struggles look like? Because maybe, right. you know, they might have someone in their life or maybe it's them who's struggling and just wants to, you know, see what it's like from different perspectives. Like, I love how you bring up, you know, having different people on like educators, people who have struggled, diff all kinds of different people who are part of it and speaking on this and just having it 
you know, on different streaming platforms and, you know, through doing that and then having the nonprofit and then doing the podcast and doing, you know, all these different things and kind of reaching different areas and different fields that people are interested in. Right. Cause you know, there's some people who love podcasts, some people love watching things, some people who love, mm-hmm. you know, going to places and, you know, hearing people speak like you and different things like that. So I think that's awesome that, you know, having the documentary. And I think that's so cool too, how you bring up how the the organization actually started as a result of the documentary and just the outpouring of reactions you've gotten from people who are, who've been involved with it and who've seen the work that you're doing. And I just think that's so awesome that you decided to continue to work towards making it a reality and really turning it into what it is now. And I just think it's, I just think it's really cool and really awesome. And I know like last time we were talking a little bit, we chatted about the taboo surrounding mental health in your culture and family. So I wanted to ask you, um, have you noticed a difference with this since starting breaking taboo? And if you have, what has changed about the, like just the, the taboo around it with within your culture and family yeah um well i so since i've started this um which was just a few years back um i even within the span of um five years which i guess is half a decade um i have noticed subtle changes uh that have created larger changes um, through time. Um, But whether it's a result of breaking taboo directly with my culture or not, you know, is that I feel like it's a result of a lot of different efforts like breaking taboo coming together and trying to educate the world on on these topics. Um, But I have heard uh, in speaking with my family about this, that uh, my culture, the Asian culture, is getting slightly better about being more open about topics of mental health. So uh, they are, you know, starting to talk about, you know, parenting styles and, you know, uh, mental health of children and, um, you know, just mental health in general, which all were never spoken about before. And I think this isn't, isn't just the, the Asian cultures. You know, I, I've heard this also from the American culture as well, even just like in the 1950s, you know, to imagine people openly speaking and conversating about mental health in a way that didn't have a taboo is kind of like even unimaginable um, because the, for some weird reason, you know, just the topic of mental health, people often think crazy people and that's just what it was back in the day in 1950. So there has been a huge shift with this, but it's not enough. It's definitely not enough. Um, but even within my own family, yeah, I mean, I am constantly pushing the subjects um, you know, for better or worse, so hopefully for better. And, you know, sometimes there, there's definitely pushback. There's definitely, you know, like I, I sometimes like, I don't know if I'm getting full or getting like fully through to my parents um, or my family members, but throughout the years, I think they've seen the example that I'm trying to set and just notice, they probably notice like some shift also in society and you know, just me talking about my nonprofit and the passion that I have for it. And I'm constantly talking about these issues and things that I'm seeing and things I'm passionate about. So 
I, the response now is more like, I feel like they're at least listening. <laughs> they're at least like taking it into consideration. And, you know, I do believe it's probably shifted their perspective on quite a few things, whether they admit it or not. <laughs> but it's a slow and ongoing process because, again, the taboo is very deep. And, and um, you know, people are often not sure what to think of, like, what they don't know you know, what they're not familiar with. But at least when I talk about it now, there is a respect in, in the listening process. It's not just an automatic shutdown. It's just not like, a, oh, let's change the subjects. Like this is a weird subject to talk I about. I love you that. Know? I love that. How, how you bring up just noticing that, you know, even though it's not been like a drastic major change, there's still some something that has happened, you know, compared to before and having, yeah. you know, the, the responses of, you know, them wanting to listen more or talk a little bit more about it than rather than shutting it down and doing that. Cause I know that definitely I can relate to you on that, you know, with my family as well. It was always, you know, neck change the subject. Like we're not going to get into this. We don't need to talk about this. And I would always sit there and try to think where that is coming from, you know, whether it's kind of the vulnerability that goes along with, opening up and feeling like in a way you're almost exposing yourself and here's what I'm dealing with and, and, and not being comfortable with that. Or, right. you know, there's so many things and that's the thing is there's so many things that could make people feel uncomfortable with that subject, especially when oh. you're, when you're wanting to get into, you know, your own struggles or someone else's struggles and, you know, what was that like? And what, what did you learn from that? And it just depends. And I feel like, you know, continuing to you know, at least see the work that you're doing and how passionate you truly are. Cause I can see it. I can see it and I can mm -hmm. hear it in you and just through our conversation and just talking about all the things that you've done. And it's so evident that this is something that is so important to you, not only because it's impacted your life and having lost friends to suicide, but just seeing, seeing in general, you know, how, how much of a taboo is still present and mm -hmm. continuing to do the work that you're doing to really work to eliminate it, you know, cause that would be awesome, right? If we could just eliminate it for, mm -hmm. for, for all just completely gone. And there was never just, you know, no more taboo around this at all. Um, yeah, but yeah. cause, and, and you also mentioned another really good point last time we were talking, you said, um, you said mindset can seem like it is everything and like it is nothing. So I'd yeah. love for you to talk about this. So what did, what do you think the relationship is between mindset and mental health? And if there is a relationship there, what, what does it look like? Yeah, um, absolutely. So there's definitely a relationship between mindset and mental health because it's even in the word mental, right? Mental, mind, um, and, and mindset. So it definitely has a lot to do with it. But like I said, it can, it can seem like everything, but, and yet it's not enough. Um, so I also have a background not only in, in psychology, but also in personal development and um, life coaching. So I also see it from that side. And in the world of life coaching, personal development, mindset really is everything. Like uh, the people talk about mindset all the time and most things that you work on um, tend to be a mindset shift that also happens to be the case for uh, therapy actually a lot of therapy works on your mindset and shifting your mindset and it possibly takes a bit longer and you know there's different ways of doing it um, but uh, you know it's also very apparent in therapy however 
the issue that I see, and the reason why I say it's not enough is because shifting your mindset is just a perspective shift. Yes, it can absolutely make or break, you know, the next few years of changes of your life. You know, it can absolutely help you to gain different perspectives and learn how to, how to work with your, your own mind, your own psyche. But often we have those unconscious and subconscious more deeply rooted issues and traumas and just things that we're told or our belief systems, you know, that we're not even aware of that are deep rooted inside us that a simple mindset shift cannot um, get rid of, you know, it can't really tap into that. And how can you, if you don't have the awareness for that, you know, so that's when certain times I might tell a client, okay, you know, I think therapy alongside with coaching would be beneficial for you because if I notice that there's something deeper that needs to be worked on and honestly I feel like everyone should get therapy right because we all have things (laughs) that that we need to work on you know and if you don't think you have deep things to work on you're you probably want to look at that Um, (laughs) but um but yeah so so in order to actually become aware you know, of like, what do you really need to shift your mindset on? You might think, you know, but there's so much else happening. There's like years and years and years of, you know, forgotten about bottled up, suppressed, like whatever experiences that you can unravel. I love how you bring up trauma and unresolved trauma. Cause I actually saw a quote the other Uh day, you know, it said unresolved trauma is the gate is the real gateway drug. And just Mm. having that. And because, you know, you can, you can, like, I love how you talk about mindset and the relationship to mental health, but also talking about how it's not enough. And, and what do you mean by that? Like having on, and I love how you, you know, explain that in the way of if there is something deeper, right? There is trauma there that hasn't been, you know, dealt with or resolved. It's still, it's just still there because I can definitely relate, relate with my own stuff and like noticing, you know, what did that look like? when I did not deal with it, I did not address it. And how, what did that do to my, just my quality of everyday living and my life through not doing that? Because at that time, during that time, I could have, I feel like I honestly could have done so much work on my mindset, personal development, but I don't think it really would have done a lot because I still never dealt with the trauma Mm -hmm. and just continuing to try to push it back and just try to move on, try to move on, just act like it didn't happen. And doing all these things. And that's why I love you bringing up that piece of if you have a client who, you know, you're working with, with life coaching and personal development, but also talking about therapy and saying, Hey, you know, I think this would be a good thing to explore as well, because the work we're doing is great and helpful and so beneficial, but there's also these other things that, you know, you could could do with, with therapy and just also, you know, bringing up that, how everybody should at least go once to experience, you know, even if you think, you know, like there's a taboo again, still surrounding therapy somewhat, you know, I feel like it's Oh, there totally is. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I totally think there is as well. I think it's definitely gotten a little bit better kind of from what I've seen is people are, you know, more open to saying, Oh, I, you know, I've been to therapy or I've had a therapist and different things like that, mm-hmm. but just, you know, As trying- we're breaking the taboo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And talking about those things. And right, because right. it is, it is again, you know, something that isn't always the easiest thing to get into because of course, talking about mental health, but when you're talking about your own mental health, that could seem, you know, like mm-hmm. almost like unexplored territory for some people who haven't really 
you know, ever been to therapy or maybe yeah. haven't talked to anyone yeah. about, you know, their own experiences. And then they're in, they're all of a sudden in a conversation where someone's talking about their experiences and then asking them about theirs. And it's almost like, what do I do? What do I say? How do I act? And not really knowing how to respond. And I think that's why it's so important what you're doing is just because that's, that's what's stopping. I think these conversations mm-hmm. from moving forward is that taboo of all of, and, and I think also it can kind of come from a narrative that we create in our own heads about our own experience, right? So we could sit there and say, yep. if I tell people about this, then this will happen. Then they won't like me. They'll judge me. I'll feel critical. Like all these different things that we tell ourselves, this is what's going to happen if Absolutely. We talk yeah. about it and just breaking that and putting that out there and saying that that is common. You know, it's mm-hmm, common to think mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever it is, you know, whether you had a struggle or some kind of experience, but putting that out there, it's normal to, to be afraid and to have a fear and to attach something to that, but putting it yeah. out there in a way to where you don't have to have that. And it's, it's just continuing to do the work to take strip away that taboo from those experiences that mm-hmm, people have mm-hmm. had or are having. Um, mm-hmm. And then that leads me to another, another great point that we had last time. Um, I would love if you could share with me the accomplishments or milestones you are mm-hmm. most proud of since you started Breaking Taboo. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, I'd actually like to add on to um, yeah, course, what, what we were just talking about with the uh, um, mindset shift uh, and, and mental health. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, a lot of times, you know, the, the reason why it's not enough also is there's resistance. Like when you, when you try to shift your mindset, sometimes it's not so easy and you try multiple different ways or a client will try multiple different ways and it's just not happening. There's some kind of resistance there and it's usually subconscious or, you know, unconscious. And that's when, you know, there's something to look at. That's when, you know, okay, this, there needs to be deeper work. There's probably some trauma here. There's probably some type of repressed memory. So that's when, you know, um, therapy can also really help. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to touch upon is also, you know, there are um, certain diagnoses that do and may require medication or other methods that aren't just going to be fixed um, totally with the mindset shifts, you know, and I don't necessarily want to use the word fix. Actually, that's not the right word, but, but um, be like resolved or dealt with in like the best possible manner, um, you know, with just simple mindset shift. So it's more like certain types of mental health um, conditions. I would also say um, if you paired it with therapy and or um, pills and or holistic, you know, uh, avenues, like whatever it is, it might need more. Um, and you'll still want to work on your mindset shifts, you know? So no yes. matter what mindset's yes. important, but that's what I mean. Like, it's not the whole picture. Yeah. Yes. I love, I love that. I think that's so important that yeah. you just brought that up of all the d- different avenues that people can explore, you know, relating to like therapy, medications, mm-hmm. holistic treatments. And that's honestly one of the things that I love the most about doing crooked illness is just having people come on like you and introducing me and people listening to different things that they might not have known that could potentially Mm -hmm. help them. So, you know, I've heard all kinds of different things, you know, that I, you know, even, even meditation, you know, even that I I never used to do that at all. I learned about that. And then, you know, there's so many, you know, 
depending on what you're trying to talk about, right? So if you're focusing on depression, anxiety, whatever it is, just that's really what I love is the fact that you lay that out there of, you know, of course, that's so important to do that mindset work and, and do that. But yeah. also sometimes it's not, like you said, not enough just to do that there. You're right. going to have to, you know, especially if you have things that are deeper mm -hmm. and it's, it's it, like you said, it feels like you can't move forward. And you're like, why, why is that? Why do I feel blocked? And you know, you bring up the point of something that's subconscious or like way deeper, like it inside of, inside of you that has happened that you're ain't, yeah. you're not really able to access and just learning more about that. And what is that? Or even like? in, even in yeah. life coaching too, yes. though, you know, yes. even, even in that, you're not only just working on your mindset shift, mm -hmm. like where's that going to take you if you don't have the steps and the tools of what to do with it? You know, yes. I mean, you can say like, okay, great. I believe I'm going to accomplish this goal by the end of the, this year, by the end of 2021. But if that's all you're doing, you know, it's kind of like yes. the law of attraction thing too. Oh, I you totally can think feel it. it. Want, right? I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love so it. Yes. It's not everything. Yeah. <laughs> It'll oh my start goodness. you, start you on the right path. Like you definitely need it and you need it to hold you through the whole way through, you know, but, um, but yeah, you still got to implement, you still got to do the work. <laughs> yes, of course. I love that. Amazing. So again, I wanted to ask you, so the, the biggest accomplishments or milestones. I would love to hear about that from you since you started and created Breaking Taboo. Yeah. Well, um, I think one of our biggest uh, accomplishments or one of the things that I'm most proud of is just how fast we've grown. Um, you know, I uh, have definitely seen um, like a huge response in what we do, what we're about and, and the amount of people that contact us. I don't even know how they find us sometimes because we have a huge, you know, social media following. Um, right now we're up at almost 200 K on Instagram alone, but then we have That's thousands awesome. of others on our other social media platforms and we are growing by 3000 per week. Um, um, but you know, and we're expected, I'm hoping of course, like that we grow even, even more. Um, but outside of that, you know, sometimes like people who don't even follow us at all and don't know we're on social media, they don't use social media, like they find us somehow. And I've done like absolutely zero SEO work, you know, and somehow we're ranking on Google and like people are finding it. So something's awesome. happening, something's working, you know, yes. like something's working and um, people are starting to notice and they're like really into it. And they're super, all the, the responses that we get are for the most part, super, super positive, you know? And, um, you know, I think people just, they get it. They love what we do and there's a huge need for it, you know? So I would say that the rate of growth and just like the um, amount of people that, that we're able to touch on, on a um, daily, a daily uh, manner is incredible. Um, we also get a lot of uh, just grateful responses, you know, sometimes like people say, like, we've asked the question before, like, why do you, why do you follow us? Like, well, you know, um, and they, the responses, because like, like there's people that have said, you know, you are the, the one thing that I see, I have to go on your page every day and it's what lights up my day. Or you give me hope when I feel alone or I learn mental health tips just by going to your page or, you know, just like amazing things like that. And that makes me feel really good because social media gets a really bad rep uh, for yeah. actually being damaging to people's mental health. And I've always wanted to use it for something good. And the way that we've structured, you know, our social media is like, 
like actually providing people with something that's going to be more beneficial to their mental health that, you know, that they're actually going to walk away, like learning more and gaining more tools and um, making society a better place, you know, because we exist on social media. So, so it's a totally different approach. (laughs) I think that's Um, so, I I love that how you talk about the growth and just the responses and just, you know, some having people say, you know, you are what I look to every day and check your account. And just, that makes me happy. That makes me smile. And just hearing, you know, simple responses. And even if it sounds like that, you're like, oh, that seems like a little thing. That's huge, huge. Just to know that that's what someone looks to each day to help them, you know, start yeah. their day on the right foot or whatever it is. And that's, you know, that's definitely yeah, how I felt. Lot. Yes. And that's definitely mm-hmm. how I felt. I feel like, cause I remember like, I was just sitting here right now scrolling back and I'm like looking, looking up uh, the account. And I remember, you know, getting a message from you guys and then checking out the account. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is, uh, I love it. I was like, I love this. And I, you know, you guys have the podcast as well. And just the documentary, the organization, the whole message behind what you're doing, like just working towards breaking the taboo surrounding mental health, these kinds of conversations, suicide prevention, education, all of the stuff. And just, you know, just everything in general, I was like, this is amazing. And that's really what I think the good side of social media is, right. Is finding things like this, Mm -hmm. things that, you know, bring you joy and, and make you feel good about just living and being alive and finding something and saying, wow, you know, look at the, what they're doing here. Look at the message behind this. And that's what gets me excited. Cause I, I can definitely agree with you. You know, I see kind of both sides of, you know, social media, the bad, the bad side of it, and then the good side of it. But mm-hmm. like, I think what you're, you're doing is totally a hundred percent like hitting the nail on the head is using it for a, a good, a good way or a good reason to kind of have, have this, a place here on social media to allow people to learn more about mental health in general in so many different ways. And I think that's Mm -hmm. so important because sometimes, you know, usually, you know, I don't know what people think about when they first think of social media, but oftentimes you think of, you know, scrolling, scrolling, and just endless scrolling, looking up different (laughs) things and not really you know, taking away too much value from whatever it is. Yeah. I think what people do often on social media that I, I hear is the most detrimental is the inclination. Um, and it's just human nature, you know, but it's the inclination to compare ourselves yes. constantly yes. to the perfect image lifestyle um, that people have, you know, uh, yes. which is ridiculous because no one's that perfect. <laughs> I saw a really good quote. Now that you bring that up, I saw someone posted a quote and it was saying, don't compare your life to someone's five second reel or like whatever it is, like, like the post and yeah. the the, uh, the stories of seeing the, all this stuff and then sitting there and saying, Oh, like comparing your, you know, your actual life to these things we see on the internet. And also, I also love those posts when people, you know, create these posts and they'll, they'll have a story and talk about, you know, like, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Cause this is really what my, my situation was at this moment in my life when this photo was taken. And, you know, mm. you can probably see a photo and look at it and say, wow, like, look at that person. They look so happy. They look mm-hmm. amazing. They look like they're having the best time ever. And that, and then they can have a story that's, you know, I was actually very depressed during this time and contemplating, contemplating suicide. And you're like, mm-hmm. I had no idea, you know, no idea by looking at this. And that's why I think, you know, the work, again, the work you're doing is so important to bring awareness about suicide prevention education, because oftentimes we, we just don't know what's going on. And people, you know, of course on social media, you have no idea, you know, you're, you see photos and you don't know what's, 
what's going on in that person's life, really, unless you know right. them on a personal level. And still, yeah, even if you yeah. know them, you still don't entirely always know every single thing and every single thought that's going through their yeah. head and all of that. So I think it's, yeah, you know, so I think- important. I think people are very quick to judge. Like that's the, that's the, you know, new generation of like short attention spans, seeing these like pictures and just get de- getting desensitized all the time. And then it's just like it trains our brain to be like, this is this, this is that. I judge this. I ju- this is my opinion on this, whatever. And it's just what our brains are going to do. But I see, that's the other thing that I see on social media a lot is a lot of judging, so much judging from mm-hmm. everyone. But at the same time though, you know, I'm uh, being someone of, uh, you know, our slogan is kill, silence, save, lives. I'm huge on communication. I'm huge on just, you know, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, like, you know, don't be afraid to, to say it. I mean, don't be like mean about it you yes. know, or bullying, yeah. but still we all have a right to our own opinions and what we think. And so in that sense, I also see the other side where I feel like, well, you know what, it's kind of, um, it's kind of good that people are like sharing their thoughts and like talking about because sometimes I go and stuff and I like, you know, love reading comments and I think it's, and I love controversial comments too, because yes. I can <laughs> always see like multiple sides to different things. I'm not turned off by controversy. Like I wouldn't be able to be a mental health advocate if I yes. was turned off by controversy, you know? So, so, um, and sometimes I even like encourage that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, um, the, the thing is like, I think that the good side of that is I'm like, wow, I am seeing so many different perspectives from people all over the world, you know, and people think so differently from each other. And that's actually beautiful. You know, that actually, I love that can be beautiful. So that's the way that I like to approach it. Um, So yeah, I mean, people nowadays, like there's such a huge cancel culture too, you know, it's like, oh, you said this cancel. And I'm like, you don't know anything about this person. You know, you read one comment and you just judged everything. It's a very that's how I feel. That could be like a whole new episode. That's literally that's so, <laughs> there's so much yeah. and just honestly like that can go into that and all of that. And I think that's amazing. You know that you are able to do that because I feel like so many like especially surrounding mental health, it's so easy to see. You know, if you we see something online or we see you know one thing, we're like, all right, that's it, done. Like, but, yeah. but you know, again, that you bring up that point of you don't know, you know, what that what that person's thinking, feeling, or going through to make them react Mm -hmm. how they're reacting or say what they're saying. And to really have an understanding of that and awareness of that, I think is so incredible because, you know, that's something that can definitely be developed and you can definitely learn to have that. And I think it's, everybody should, you know, have that because then it'll be way, way easier to understand different struggles relating to mental health if we're able to Mm -hmm. look at it more from that perspective um but one of the other things actually the last thing i really want to ask you is what has been the greatest lesson you have learned so far in your work to break this taboo um wow (laughs) the greatest lesson yes gotta end it on the note on this note Yeah. Okay. So I will have to go back to what I just um, uh, talked about with communication. You know, again, it's written right there in our name, in our slogan, breaking taboo, kill silence, save lives. Um, Communication is everything. Like I stand by the fact that and my belief that most um, relationships and family dynamics and uh, mental health um, issues, it can be 
if not resolved, but at least come to a much better, healthier place with communication. You know, I mean, that's half of therapy, right? It's like just communicating, getting things out there. So I really emphasize, you know, um, one thing I've realized is the more people bottle things up, the worse it tends to get. And that includes, you know, especially uh, mental health issues um, such as depression, you know? So I really realized that communication is literally a lifesaver. Like it literally saves lives, you know? Yes, a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more on that. I think that is, I think that's incredible, you know, just highlighting that because that kind of goes back to everything we covered, everything we got into today and just everything that you're working Mm -hmm. towards is boils down to communication. And really, honestly, a lot of almost everything in life boils down to communication and how we're, you know, we, how we communicate, how we want to communicate, how we Mm -hmm. used to communicate. And especially when we're talking about, you know, mental health struggles and challenges and these kind of things like this, and really having that and being able to teach other people how to do that, you know, because sometimes we feel like we're in a position of, we don't know how to communicate or we don't feel like mm-hmm. we're ready to, or we don't, or we're afraid to because of, you know, how we think other, other people might react or look at us differently. There's so many things and so many barriers that we could dive into on that. But I think what you said is so true. It's just communication and learning yeah. how to. And that's a barrier to break. Yes. Like that's yes. a taboo in itself, you know, because I think um, people don't really think of communication necessarily as like it can save lives. Like they don't, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand the importance of it. So again, a part of our mission too is to drive that message is like, you know, have open uh, conversations about, about things, about everything, about your mental health, like, you know, um, teaching people how to have these conversations um about mental health and about like what what do you say to someone who is depressed who you suspect might be wanting to end their lives you know it's just like like do you not say anything no i mean there there are ways to go about so it's like teaching the tools communication but also the first and foremost is um breaking those barriers and making people aware of the importance of it you know um yeah. So that is that is everything right there. And that is so important. And you know, I just wanted to say that I just thought I think this this whole conversation today has just been so amazing and incredible. And just being able to hear the work that you're doing with Breaking Taboo, with the documentary, with all with the podcast, all of it, everything that you've done and are currently working on. And I I just think it's amazing to me so much because like your name, Breaking Taboo, you're working towards continuing to do that and to take that taboo away strip it away so and just providing more education in these areas and I just think that's amazing so I just want to say thank you to you Serena for making the time to chat with me here on Crooked Illness today and share you know (laughs) share a little bit about your story your journey and all the details so far thank you so much yeah it was a pleasure Paris thank you so much for all of your very insightful questions um and I did want to add just one more thing to to what I learned yeah I would just say that the second thing is persistence. Persi- it takes time. Yes. It takes, you can't change the world in one day or one year. You know, it takes time, especially when it's a new concept and you're literally shifting society's mindset. You know, you're going to get pushed back. People may not agree with everything, but you can't be afraid. I mean, if you believe in something, you have yes. to fully believe it and you have to Don't be give persistent. Up. Continue. Yep. Yes. And know that the bigger picture. It. Yeah, the bigger picture is all worth it. So 
even if one life is saved, it's all worth it. Yes, you guys hear, heard it here from her. And again, you guys, her name is Serena Sun. She is the founder of Breaking Taboo. You guys need to check her out on Instagram, Breaking Taboo. They are so awesome and post such awesome content. And this has been such an exciting conversation. I can't wait for you guys to check this one out. And if you guys are listening during the daytime or nighttime, I hope you have a great rest of your day or night. And I want to end it on this note and also say bye to you guys and bye to Serena. Bye. Bye, Paris. Thank you so much. Bye. All right, guys, that is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I enjoyed creating it. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to talk about becoming a guest or to share your thoughts on this episode with me, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email to crookedillness at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram at crookedillness, or you can message me on my Facebook page at crookedillness as well. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to Crooked Illness.